Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. guys here we are episode two um first off we just want to say thank you for all the amazing support we've gotten in the last I mean 24 hours we just announced the podcast yesterday today whatever (laughs) depending on what time you're listening to this right now um anyways we are just so hopeful with this podcast it's been a passion of mine and Melissa's for a while now and the support that we've gotten in just a short amount of time has been unbelievable and we hope that this podcast would be insightful to all of our listeners, but the support we've seen is more than we could have ever imagined with just one episode. Yeah, so welcome to episode two, guys. Um, Today, we're going to go over integration into our relationship with our husbands and sons. Um, But before we delve further into that and, you know, do more more podcasts, um, we just want to clarify that we in no way, shape, or form have been professionally trained on any of this. Um, I do have a bachelor's in psychology, but that means nothing in the real world Um, (laughs) and also in the clinical world. This is purely just our personal experiences, our stories, our journeys. And if you need help, like, please seek it out. There are so many resources out there. Um, We'll actually link some at the end of the podcast and we can put some on our Instagram too. Um, But there's so many resources. And again, this is just purely our experiences. And please don't take anything we say like with like a clinical eye, um, because we're not trained to provide that and just wanted to make that very clear to everybody. Um, But yeah, let's get on with episode two. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Integrating the life. It's hard. It's difficult. I don't even know where to begin on this topic, but I think the biggest thing is, I mean, you're walking into a very strong bond, especially if you're a female like Melissa and I, and going into a relationship that Colby and O had from day one and Dave and E had from day one kind of intimidating, <laughs> especially it when is. the boys are so close to their dads. I mean, both, both our situations, the boys and their dad are their The bond is unbreakable. It's undeniable. So it's intimidating to walk into that. Oh, 100%. And then I think even before we look into it, like with the boys involved, you know, we are coming into a relationship with someone who was married before, you know, whether there's kids or no kids, like this is someone who was married to someone else. And a lot of families and people just in general, like kind of look down when other people have been divorced and you need to recognize that when you are going into a relationship with someone who has been married before, you know, they had a life before you. And I think it's incredibly important that you remain respectful about that. Um, I know I can speak for myself and Shay and I have talked about this as well, you know, as you go further into this relationship with your significant other who has been married before, you're going to hear things that they're going to tell you. Um, they're, you're their new confidant, you know, and so they're going to feel safe and comfortable and vulnerable around you and give you details and information that like might be really hard to hear. And 
you're going to have to remember that you are now their new comfort. And it's so important to be respectful of the relationship that they had before you to continue fostering that like confidant type relationship. Um, I know that if I sat there bad mouthing Colby's ex or Shay bad mouthing Dave's ex, like they would have broken up with us. Like these were people who were an important part of their life at one time, you know, and and as someone new in their life, like you have to be respectful of that. And just, I mean, remind yourself of that, you know, it sucks and it's hard and no one wants to hear about it. Like I feel like I get punched in the stomach, but every time they had a life before us, just like we had a life before, before them. Correct. And it's true. It is a life before you, but it's different when there's a marriage involved. It's, there's a different dynamic with that. And like you said, like we, like we got to be respectful of it and we don't want to bad mouth the moms because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have these two incredible boys. And also mm-hmm. if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have our two incredible husbands. So, you know, yeah. everything happens for a reason. And I mean, the boys can bad mouth whatever they want. Cause it was their experience, their situation, whatever. But at the end of the day, you do have to be respectful of it. And it, it's hard. And that is hard when you find out stories and reasons and things to why the divorce happened or why a breakup happened or why a dad isn't involved or why a mom isn't involved. It's hard to not judge, but at the same, but at the end of the day, that's the situation it was. And that situation led you two to be together. So in a way you kind of have to be thankful for it, but also not be like super judgy about it. (laughs) And that's a hard dynamic to do. For sure. And then also too, whether you're in a relationship with someone who has never been married before, but let's say they were engaged before, or they were in a long-term, like very serious relationship. And you're one of the first few people that they're seriously dating outside of this. Like you're going to have to hold the fort down too and understand and respect that that ex had an important part in their life at some point and you might not like it. And it again, sucks to hear about, but you have to be respectful. And I know I keep saying that over and over again, but I think that's the most important thing when it comes to this type of dynamic, like being respectful of the life that they Absolutely. have before you. And they're still going to have emotions. They're still going to feel certain ways and they don't need you or us, you know, bagging on them for it. And we're there to be their support, not someone to constantly remind them of it. Totally. Um, And I think that really just comes down with like basic respect. I agree. And I remember when Dave and I first started dating, he told me he was even divorced. I didn't ask questions right away. I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I kind of let Dave over time tell me his side of the story. And I, I, I mean... One thing, Melissa, and I do want to say is we're not here to explain why our husbands got divorced. That's that's not what we're, we're not going to go into those stories, but they there are reasons and there are stories. But this is about our journey, not our husband's journey. And so hearing mm-hmm. the story over time from Dave, it, it's hard. It's it's very hard, especially because you don't know how to be someone. You, well, it's not really you don't know how to be there for them. You don't know how, I guess, back to the judging thing. You don't want to judge. You don't know what's what's right to say what's not to say you kind of just have to be a listening ear and I mean Dave and I've been together what four three and a half four years now something like that going on four and I'm still finding out things between him and his ex and it's still a learning game but you can't 
push to know the facts right away as much as you want to. Because I remember Melissa and I talked about this when like we first started dating the boys is how nosy we wanted to be, but you can't, you have to just let everything come out authentic, authentically with your partner. 100%. Like I can't stress that enough. You have to let them come to you. And again, whether they were married before they were engaged before, or they were just in a long-term relationship, like as someone new in their life, they're not going to trust you right off the, right off the bat. You know, they're not going to divulge their whole story to you. They're going to come to you as they feel comfortable. And as they feel like you need to know, and again, here we go on like my respect train, you need to be respectful of that. And I know it's hard, like as girls that, you know, Shay just mentioned, we would sit there texting each other, like, man, I want to know about this, or I wonder what happened with this, or I wonder this but you can't do it. You know, that's what your girlfriends are there for. That's what your friends and family are there for. But really like, you don't want to push them away by asking questions of like the nitty gritty details. That they're not ready to share yet either. Cause especially if it's at the start of the relationship when you guys just met. And then when there's a child involved on top of it, you have to be even more patient because this child is affected by it all too. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful of what you say or what you talk about, especially when that child's around, because you don't want to badmouth the dad or the mom in front of this child at mm-hmm. the same time. So there's a huge factor into not only respecting the, your partner's previous life and previous story and to all that, but also respecting the child that's involved too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I guess that can segue us into like integrating with the boys and in this relationship um, by us kind of just being like the bystanders for a little bit, you know, like Dave and E and Colby and O like have these bonds, you know, like dads were the their dads were the rocks, you know, during, during all of this. So the bond that the boys have with their dads literally cannot be broken. No. Um, And like, I think Melissa can agree with me on this one too. It's like when you first hang out with them and see that relationship that they have speaks volumes, like you see it from day one, the second you meet that child mm -hmm. and the interaction that child has with their parent and like us with Ian, with their dads, I, I was amazed by the bond. It's different when you hear about it from your spouse, but when you see it in person, it's even more incredible and amazing to see. And it's also kind of like a glimpse of like what your future can hold too, in a way. Oh, 100%. Like, as I mentioned in episode one, I have made it very clear. Like I do not like children. I have never aspired to have my own. Like that's just not who I am, but seeing how Colby interacted with with O and how he has raised him, you know, that gave me so much confidence and hope like, okay, if this is someone I'm going to be with long-term, I know that I have someone at my back, you know, I know I have the support and an active father because that's, that's not me. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, now that I have stepped into this role and we've been together for almost five years, I definitely have become like a mom, you know, and oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I know that's the worst part when you start rambling and then you don't know where you're going. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I was just going that to your point, you know, you're, you can see what the future potentially can hold. And I knew I was able to do this because of the dynamic that Colby had with, Oh, and the dynamic that we created, like, I knew that 
Colby was always going to have my back and just like I have his back, but because he is such an active father in O's life and does so much with him. Like I knew that if I ever was shortcoming in any area that we had the support from Colby because let's be real. Like Colby is just a big kid at heart. (laughs) It's very true. For those who don't know Colby, he's a very big kid at heart. (laughs) That's what makes him Colby. And that's why we love him. Yeah. Like I'm not going to sit and play toys with you. Like dad will do that. I will do everything else. (laughs) But I think that's where like Colby and Dave are very similar, but also very different. And Dave before E was even born, had a very different lifestyle and he kind of changed that. He changed him into the man he is today. And I think too, like having that child, it changes you for sure. And mm-hmm. I mean, you and I can speak to that even just being as bonus moms, but everyone says when you have your own kid, your life changes. And for Dave, it, it really did. And he was, you know, dad from day one, he did everything with E from the moment he was born and he would sleep on the floor next to the crib at night like it he and that's what bonded that's what bonded their relationship from the get-go and to what it is today yeah and when I say Colby and O were best friends when we met like that still stands true to this day like the work that Colby put in with O like if he didn't put in the work and O wasn't the kid that he is we wouldn't have worked, you know, yeah, how your dynamic works so perfectly for you guys and ours works so perfectly for us or else neither of us would be in these situations. Like everything is so situational and that's something that you have to take into consideration too. Like this might not just be the right situation for you and that's okay, but really being conscious of those things and seeing how you're slowly working your way into, you know, the two boys plus you now, like how, how are you guys bonding? How are you forming? How are you integrating together? And yeah, yeah, how do you fit in? Because you also don't want to be like dad's girlfriend who's taking dad away. Absolutely. You know, totally. And I feel like that takes so much conscious effort on both your part and the mom, the mom or dad's part, you know, there has to be boundaries and it's, it's a game almost, you know, like, are we spending too much time together? Are we not spending too much time together? How often is the kid involved? You know, and I know for us with my work schedule and Colby's work schedule, we only hung out on the weekends, you know, so we had two days a week together to hang out for, you know, the first like eight months that we were dating. And I think that really helped with like a slow, easy transition integration where, okay, five days a week, it's the boys. And then on the weekend, we're out having fun, you know? So to, oh, it wasn't like, who's this girl who's always around? I agree. Because that's that's so unhealthy. I agree. And Dave and I were very similar too, because of our work schedules, it was Mm -hmm. mostly weekends too. And because with the 50, 50 custody, we would have our free weekends at times, but then the weekends that we did have E, we would do something all together or the weekends he didn't have E, but had him during the week, I'd come over and say hi and hang out for a little bit, just to see E and say hi. But I think the other thing too, where you and I both got really lucky is we came into these boys lives when they were three years old. So they never had the opportunity to really understand the whole take my dad away thing or to ever be able to compare us to their bio moms. 
because they were so mm-hmm. little. They didn't know anything different. They've always known mom's over here and dad's over here. That's it. Yeah. They've had nothing. They have nothing to go off of memory wise to compare the two with the new girlfriend or a new boyfriend or whatever it may be. So I think we got lucky in that aspect because there's a lot of people that come in later in life when the child's five, six, seven, eight, nine, even in the teens. And that's mm-hmm. where I think it gets a lot harder because they're able to differentiate between mom, dad, girlfriend, boyfriend, bonus mom, bonus dad, et cetera. But sure. I think we came at an age where we got lucky because they're just like, oh, Melissa, Shay, you're fun. I love you. Let's hang out. Let's play, you know? So I think we got lucky in that sense. I definitely agree. And also like going back to like their memories, you know, like their memories are with us, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't know any different. Um, I'm not saying like strictly with us because yes, they have memories with like their biological moms too. Yes. I'm just saying like for as long as they can remember, it's always been daddy and Shay or daddy and Melissa. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge difference too, you know, because this is what they remember. This is like the, the family that they like, quote unquote, like grew up with, yeah. you know, I um, and, and I think it would be so much harder as they start forming more of these memories and, and they understand so much more like Shay and I talk, we talk about this all the time. Like the boys pick up on so much, so much. Be so careful of what you say around them. There's children are sponges. They absorb they everything. They are. And if you don't think they're listening, they're listening they and they just want to know, like their thirst for knowledge is so crazy. Um, they just want to be part of everything, which is so great, but don't, un- don't undermine that. <laughs> they're, no, they're some smart little boys. They are. And, and they catch on quick and, and they, they're curious, you know, mm-hmm. when you're that little, you're curious about life and everything around it. And they're going to ask questions. They're going to say things. They're going to do all kinds of things. And you're going to be like, whoa, what? How did you even know about that? And that's because they listen. They literally just listen. That's all they do. And they absorb everything and remember everything. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So true. So I think like something that our listeners might have a hard time with, because I know personally, this is something that I struggled with a little bit that I I know we talked about um, is finding that balance of, you know, like, where do you stand in the relationship? Where do you stand in the dynamic? Like, I don't mean, where do you find yourself in the relationship? Like, obviously you're in a relationship. You both care about each other at this point. You probably have said you loved each other, but where do you stand, you know, in the family, like pecking order, you know? And I think it's really important for everybody listening to this to realize if you are dating someone with a child, you are last. Yep. And it's okay. And honestly, that's how it should be. And you have to accept that. Like it's not, it's one thing knowing you're last, but you have to accept Mm -hmm. that you're last. Like that's where the difference plays in. 100%. And if you're dating someone that is prioritizing you, the new relationship over their relationship with the child, like that should be a sign that you might want to step back and really reevaluate and see what's going on because their child should always come number one to them. Um, and that was something that, you know, Shay and I talked about, because when you're in a relationship with someone else who doesn't have a child, there isn't any of that, you know, it's wait, why isn't this person texting me back? Why are they bailing on this plan? But you have to realize when you're dating someone with a kid and they're like, Hey, my kid had a, a tough day at school, like not going to be able to go to dinner tonight. 
okay, that's literally what it is. And that has to be okay. Dave and I actually acceptance. Like you have to accept it. You have to accept it. And it's funny you say that because actually Dave and my very first date, we had to reschedule because something came up with E and E's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened with E's mom. Still to this day, I don't know what happened. She couldn't, she had to meet later to pick them up for whatever reason it was. They have like their scheduled drop-off time. And for some reason she had to push it back. And Dave was like, we're gonna have to reschedule. I'm really sorry. We pushed it to the following weekend, which was fine, but that was our first date and we already had to reschedule it due to a child situation. And that's something you have to be okay with. Like you can't just be upset about it. Like you have to be understanding. Like that's the biggest thing out of all of this is you have to be respectful. Like Melissa kept saying, but you also have to be understanding and accepting Mm -hmm. of it and be okay with it. So right off the bat, we were already changing our first date plans. (laughs) you know, because of E. And that's just, that's the way it goes sometimes, unfortunately, until you get into that dynamic that all three of you or four of you, however many kids are in the picture can do things together. Cause again, this is early on. This is before I even met E. This is before Dave and my first, we had met in person, but this wasn't, this was our actual like first date date. And so you have to be okay with that until they're, until you meet that child. Cause in that, when you meet that child, that's when everything changes. Mm-hmm. Then you understand a little more, you put a face to the name, like your interaction with that child, like starts forming at that moment. Um, yeah, just like being flexible and understanding that it isn't all about you. It's not going to be about you if there is a child or children in the picture. Um, and I think that's really like one of the biggest differences, like with that, you know, integration process, things are going to come up. You know, I remember one night um, we were at Colby's house and Colby had made dinner for us and he went to put him sleep. And I'm not sure if there are other, any other dads or moms out there who like this. But when you go tuck your kid in, you read to them, usually you're falling asleep before your kid is. I totally remember um, this story. Yeah. So Colby told me to go put on a movie downstairs um, while he was tucking O into bed. And he, for the most part, would stay up there until O would fall asleep. That was part of their normal routine. Like when I wasn't there, they would fall asleep together. You know, Colby would fall asleep reading to him. And then, you know, whenever Colby woke up, he would, he would go to his room. Um, but that was their routine. And I didn't want Colby to change that for when I was there. You know, he's like, he was like, I'll try not to fall asleep, you know? And for a while he had done really well with that. You know, he would stay up until it would fall asleep and he would still, and Colby would still be awake and come back to, you know, if we were having a game night or whatever we were doing. Um, but this one night he fell asleep and I remember texting Shay and I was like, well, I just got fallen asleep on when he was tucking O into bed. So like, what do I do now? Like, just sit and twiddle my fingers and watch this movie by myself but that's what ended up happening yeah. and you know like two hours later Colby came back down and was like I'm so sorry I fell asleep but that that's how it is that's and how it is hey because you know okay. what I, and that's the thing too is if it was like if you and Colby were married and oh was like your biological son too that same thing would have happened with you guys living together and being married too, because you guys would have planned all this movie night after we put the kids to bed, Colby decides it's his night to do it. And sure enough, 
he falls asleep while you're waiting downstairs. Like that is a common thing that happens in every household, not just in dating life too. Oh, 100%. I remember growing up and my dad would read to my brother and I, and my dad would fall asleep and my brother and I would be like, Ooh, we get to stay up later now, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then mom was downstairs and she was still awake. So, so that, that plan didn't work. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just part of it, you know, whether you're dating or married and you know, when you're dating, it's a little bit different because you want that person's attention and you want them to come, you know, running down the stairs to you. And so you could get on with your like, quote unquote, like regular dating life, but you don't have a regular dating life when there's a child involved. And again, like this just goes back to questions that like, you really need to ask yourself, like, am I okay with this? And some people are, some people aren't. And that's so individualized for everybody. It's true. And one thing I want to like point out and bring up too, is this goes back to our different custody arrangements is you and Colby have, Oh, full time versus Dave and I have 50 50. So for you guys, you guys never really got a break versus Dave and I, we had those every other weekends where we did get a break. And so it was full time for you guys from the beginning, at least Dave and I got, still got our alone time sometimes. I mean, not all the time, but we still got our alone time. But the other thing that I in, in went through too with Dave is after his divorce, he moved in with his parents. He, they sold their house that they lived in and Dave ended up moving in with his parents because he needed help with E when he had him and he was at work and stuff. So his parents stepped up. So not only was I coming into a, a dynamic of Dave and E, but I was also coming into the dynamic of Dave's parents too, which E is very close to. So not only was I trying to figure out where I fit in with Dave and E, but I was also trying to figure out where I fit in with the family in general, because my in-laws were there all the time too. So it was, it's a hard balance too. And you know, when the child's so close with their grandparents, you don't want to, you feel bad taking them away from the grandparents. Um, and I remember I struggled with that too, but I knew E loved me and I knew E liked me. We want to spend time together, but it's like, I don't want grandma to hate me because I'm stealing her son and grandson away from her, you know? So that was a hard dynamic for me too. Unlike you, where you guys don't have family near you in Hawaii. So it was just you, Colby and O 24 seven. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a great point that you just made, you know, because whether it's a mom or a dad, like their parents are going to be so protective of whoever they date next. You know, like Dave's parents were probably really protective over Dave and E because who was Dave going to expose E to, you know, just like if a girl started, you know, a mom started dating, I'm sure her parents would be like, well, who are you going to expose your child or children to, you know? So you you had that experience of, okay, not only am I trying to work my way in with the boys, but I'm trying to work my way in with grandma and grandpa and make this whole dynamic click, you know? Totally. And it's nerve-wracking. Dave's brother, you know, and sister and all, like you had the whole family group there. And I feel like that is so much more relatable to our listeners than uh, so, you know, where we're off he- out here in Hawaii and all of our families on the mainland. <laughs> yes, no, totally. But that's, and, but the, see, that's the, that's the thing is like, no matter who you bring your child around, 
or if mm-hmm. you're going to be around someone's child, like there's going to be a family dynamic anyways. Like I'm sure Colby had close friends that probably oh got gosh. the same thing to you instead of a family member to me. Like, I'm sure he had friends that are like, okay, who is this chick that you're bringing around? Like, we got to make sure she's good enough. Cause at the end of the day, friends are family too. 100%. And I feel like friends, especially Colby's friends, they were a little more, um, what's the right word I could use? <laughs> uh, they were a little more forward with their questions, you know, whereas I'm sure if you're dealing with someone's parents and their siblings who, who are scoping you out, you know, they're going to be a little more coy. They're going to just like watch and observe for a little bit longer. Whereas when you have friends, they're like, all right, so how, how'd you guys meet? How long have you known him? Yeah. What do you do for work? Like, you know, you're getting like a whole FBI check. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) A whole background investigation done on you right then and there because, you know, friends are the ones who like really pick up the pieces, you know, like, yes, Colby and Dave had their families when they were going through their divorce and everything that it entailed, but they also had their friends to yeah. like really pick up their pieces and really help them out and step up. So I think that's where, you know, friends sometimes can be a little bit more protective, but then, I mean, when you're dealing with in-laws in general, like that's just always so nerve wracking. You want them to love you. Oh no, totally. And I remember texting you about this too, is like, I was so nervous about the whole situation, not only because of like making sure E and I have a great relationship, but like, I know Dave's mom and E are like so close, like they're inseparable because she helped raise him at the end of the day. Like he lived at their house from when he was like two years old up until when we moved in together, which he was no four, five. No, he wasn't five. Yeah. He was five at her wedding. But anyways, he was lived there for like two years at least. And mm-hmm. she was a mother figure to him until I kind of came in. And I remember being nervous and thinking like, she's going to hate me. I'm stealing her grandson, you know, da, da, da. but we, I mean, I know she does it, but it's scary to go into that feeling too. And, and luckily E and I did bond right away. And I do remember that first day I met E, we came back from the science center back to Dave's parents' house and they're like, oh, well, you guys go out to dinner. Like, we'll take E and we'll go to dinner. You guys have your alone time, which was really nice. They didn't have to do that because I was expecting mm-hmm. to like end our day with E anyways. And so we went to E. We went, and when we came back, uh, his parents were telling me how right away E was like, I love Shay. I love Shay. So I was like, all right, I'm in. I made it. But now I got to like, now I need to persuade the parents on top of it. Like, it's not just the child, it's the parents too, because they're helping raise him right now. So I remember being nervous thinking like, oh God, they're going to hate me. I'm stealing their son and their grandson. And it's hard. It's nerve wracking. It's the whole situation is intimidating all around. It really is. It really is. But it ultimately comes down to like the bond that you have with the boys. Um, And then with, you know, Colby and Dave, you know, and that's what really was like the defining moment for me, just seeing how receptive was to me and just so welcoming. And he wanted to include me and everything. Like I would get texts from Colby, you know, it would be like a weekday night. Oh, you know, ask Colby like, oh, when is Melissa coming over? When is she coming over? You know? And so it became something that like, he really looked forward to the weekends because that's when he got to see me. And And it makes you feel so good too. When you get those things, you get so excited when you hear those things from the dad, your partner, it's like, Oh yes. I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm good. Like we made it. It's, it's so reassuring. Yeah. And also too, like kids are so genuine in like 
what they say, you know, what they choose to verbalize. Um, you really have to take what they say with a lot of weight, you know, because what they say is like so true. It's really what they feel in their heart. And again, like children are just so genuine. Um, I mean, I guess they can't like really blanket statement that like all the way across. I mean, they're honest um, because that's all they know is honesty. They are. Yeah. Kids, kids are super honest. Um, and just, you know, to hear that from Owen and from Colby, you know, every week, like, oh, he's asking where you are. And, you know, like they would come visit me at work on, you know, if they had like a weekday off where I had to work, you know, and Owen's like run into my work looking for me and just be so excited. And like, that is such a great feeling that, you know, like, okay, we're going to work. Like, this is going to be okay. Like Absolutely. he's accepting of me in his life, you know? in this role and you know when they're young at that time they don't really know like what role you're stepping into you're just this Um, fun girl that they like and that's that's okay (laughs) exactly exactly and then you know from there it like gets a little heavier you know each level you work your way up um but yeah like at the time when you're just you know in the first few months of dating and trying to figure out your dynamic the feedback that you get from e and o and you know any other child that's really going to be telling of your relationship that you're going to have. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to show the bond that you're going to have for like the future too. Um, I want to ask you, do you remember the like first day it was just you and O by yourselves? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's such a funny story, actually. <laughs> it was traumatizing. <laughs> like, absolutely. If I remember correctly, I know where this is going. <laughs> Um, was it the one where he ended up sick? Was it that one? It was this, so it was the same weekend. Colby had to work, um, that weekend and typically he doesn't, um, but for whatever reason they had to work that weekend. So I hung out with O, um, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday was fine. We didn't leave the house. We went out to the park um that was down the street and I was so nervous like I was texting Shay like what do I do with a kid like how do you take care of it like I remember you're like what do I talk about I was like whatever they like just go with it yeah like totally clueless again like I didn't really babysit growing up you know like I taught swim lessons but it was with older kids you know who knew how to swim already um for the most part so kids just like were not my forte um and so I was really nervous, but you know, we survived, made him lunch. We went to the park, played pretend like it was great. Colby came home and I was so, so relieved. Um, <laughs> and then the next day Colby had to go back to work and Colby's friend swung by the house um, to pick something up. And that morning I noticed, Oh, was acting a little bit weird, but I thought he was just tired. Um, comes to find out he was getting sick. Well, when Colby's friend was over, oh, looks at me and just like had this look on his face, like he wasn't okay. And I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, my throat's really scratchy. My stomach hurts. I just like, I feel like I'm going to like throw up. And I'm like, oh no, don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up, don't do it. Like I do not do throw up. I can't see it, smell it, like hear it. Like I immediately want to get sick myself. Um, so thank goodness for Colby's friend who was there uh, because I like 
carried oh to the bathroom you know like just hold it in hold it in we go to the bathroom and his friend is standing there just staring at me and I'm like can you help him in there <laughs> yeah that was really traumatizing and you know so I, I text Colby and I'm like hey your friend has you know he he's running back out uh when are you gonna be home and Colby was like I can't like I'm so sorry like I can't leave I probably won't be home for another like two to three hours meanwhile I'm sitting on google like you know how often do kids grow up you know what oh, do I feed him? Yeah. what do I feed him what do I not feed him you know how do we keep this under control until Colby gets home um and then I was on my own for, for a few a few rounds uh <laughs> You survived though. You're here today. You survived. Yeah, I survived. But I mean, honestly, it was really helpful to have Colby's friend there um, because every time it happened after that in that day until Colby came home, I was able to be in there with with O and like rubbing his back. And I was just like talking so loudly over the noise of him getting sick. Like, good job, buddy. You're doing great. (laughs) You know, rubbing his back. the biggest cheerleader ever. <laughs> yeah. And like my biggest thing was like, oh my gosh, like he has to make it in the toilet. Cause like, I'm not, I, I'm not I'm cleaning, cleaning that. that though. I'm the same you way know? I can do throw up either. Even when like the dogs puke, I'm like, Dave, you're on it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't do it. That was my first alone time with O. Um, and it makes for a really good story, but like that, that's how you know if you're really going to be in this. Like yes. the kid is going to test you. Always testing me. Like, okay, I like having her around. My dad likes her. We have so much fun together, but can she handle it? <laughs> it's so true though. Like they may not like think about it really in the moment, but they'll think about it later on. Like, okay, she did good. She did good. She may not be yeah. bad, but she did good. Yeah. And like, he'll still bring it up to this day. You know, like you did such a good job when I was sick or remember that time when dad was at work and I was throwing up and you were freaking out yeah man I totally remember he does that sometimes too where he's just like randomly like remember this and I was like whoa like I kind of forgot about that but yes I do remember that it's so trying trying to not remember this exactly Um, that just like shows your bond you know from the that early time you know Mm -hmm. um that they are able to reflect on it too yeah. And it was a time where like he needed comforting and, you know, he needed that like care and, you know, dad wasn't there. So I had to do it. And mm-hmm. yeah. What was the first time you were with E? I think it was honestly. Okay. So Dave's birthday is in June and I had met E, I think at the beginning of June. So I think the first time it was me and E alone, I had asked Dave if I could steal him for a little bit to go figure out like a birthday thing for Dave. So this was like maybe it was pretty shortly after I had met him for the first time, probably like three weeks, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so at the time with my work schedule, I got off super early. I was done by like one o'clock because I'd go in super early. So I had the afternoon off. So I, I stopped by Dave's parents' house, um, after work and I picked E up, we strapped his car seat into my car and, or Dave had given it to me like the night before or something. And, um, yeah, we, t- I took him to one of those, um, I'm blanking on what it's called the ceramic painting things. Oh, like, uh, what were they called? What are they called? I'm totally drawing a blank right now, but I think everybody knows what I'm talking Color about. Color me mine. Yes. 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 Those places. And so I took him there and we made a picture frame for Dave and he color painted, colored, painted, whatever, same thing, um, painted it. And then we went to McDonald's after, and that was like our first, like 
hang out together. And we had a lot of fun. It was a great memory. He actually brought it up not too long ago by himself. And I was like, yeah, I think that was the first time you hung out, like just me and you. It's not like an exciting story like yours, <laughs> but it was still like a memorable day and we still had fun. It was something that we got to do together for Dave too, like for his dad, who he like mm-hmm. looks up to like no other. So I think that was huge that I, we incorporated Dave into it without Dave, like actually being there. Oh, for sure. Because they take all of that into consideration. You know, like even now, if I'm just like running an errand with, oh, you know, he'll ask like, did dad want anything from here? And I'm like, yeah, I, I know what dad, yeah, dad wanted something from the grocery store. This is what he wanted, That's you know? Um, so he still tries to like include Colby and everything, even if Colby is not physically there. Yeah, no, it's cute. It, it's, I love watching the bond between Dave and E and I'm sure you love doing the same thing between O and and Colby and it's just it's fun to watch it grow too as they get older and they become more like human beings and not just like toddlers you know like oh my gosh yes like so you know how big of like a jokester Colby is um I was definitely taking after that oh my goodness <laughs> you have a mini Colby he, he like dishes it back to Colby and we're like where did that come from that was so good you know and Colby's like good insult man <laughs> you know <laughs> So like, it's funny because, you know, the last, like, you know, almost five years for us, like I've been watching Colby raise his little best friend. And I mean, that little best friend's going to get him one day, you know? I love watching Dave and E's relationship too. And he always tries to like joke with Dave and prank Dave. And he always comes up to me and is like, Shay, I got a great prank for daddy. Let's do this. And we're like, okay, let's figure out how we're going to do it. And it's cute to watch and, and see that growth between the two of them and then the growth between like us and the boys too like it, they're they're little human beings now and little adults and it's and I love watching too this just popped in my head I love watching what they bond over like Colby and O mm-hmm. and the jokes and stuff and like Dave and E right now are really into the video game so Dave will play like Fortnite with E all the moms out there that are on the Fortnite world oh it's a pain but um it's fun to watch them play together and he's always like daddy play a match with me play a match with me or you know whatever it is and that's I like seeing that dynamic too yeah it's fun to watch them grow and like grow older and like you know Dave is so excited for him to get older so then they can do like more things that Dave is interested in just like Colby and him you know Um, and honestly I think oh has brought out so much of like Colby's inner kid you know like was up there with his Legos, you know, using his imagination. Meanwhile, Colby is sitting downstairs, you know, building this like huge Legos. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, Dave's like, Dave's playing Call of Duty right now while we do our podcast, but I catch him sometimes playing Fortnite when E's not here. So I know he like likes Fortnite a little better and he claims he's helping E rank up and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, I, I see you. Yeah. You're doing favors. Got yeah, it. Got it. He's like, yeah. So then I have to buy the paddle pass. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, there there's so many like good good moments that come with it. And like that honestly is what outweighs anything that like gets difficult, you know? Um absolutely. Like I feel like it's hard to have a bad day. Like you might have bad moments or you know, times where you don't feel like terribly like confident in your role as a bonus parent or someone who is dating and trying to integrate, like 
I have gone through it. Shay, I know you've gone through it, you know, especially when you're first dating, like there are times where it can get really hard. And again, where you don't feel like you have the utmost confidence in whatever is going on. Absolutely. Um, but then you just give it a few hours and things get better. There's a reason there, you know, that you just aren't thinking about because you yourself don't have yeah. that experience of like having a biological child. Totally. You know, there are things totally. that we take for granted that we would never think of because yes. we haven't been in those shoes yet. Totally. And I think that's something we, you have to remember if you're going to be, if you're a listener out there, that's going to be in my Melissa's shoes, or, you know, there's a potential opportunity for you is to remember that, yes, there is going to be bad days, no matter what it is. If the kid's acting out or something with the ex-wife or ex-husband or the ex-partner throw gets thrown in your face at the end of the day, like the good stuff outweighs the bad. And it's the good stuff is that bond that you have with the child and the memories you create with them and make with them. And when they come up to you and is like, Hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? And that's what like, really goes like, okay, what I'm doing is making a difference because they're remembering it. They're loving me. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Definitely. Definitely. Should we, uh, I guess that's really episode two. Should we do our mom wins and fails again? Oh my gosh. Yes. And since, okay. Colby has, oh, right now they've been out of the house for a little bit. Um, they went to the pool. Um, so we have to do like our double fail. Oh yes. Let's do our double fails. Okay. Let's start with that before they walk in. Okay. Um, so the fail that I was going to do last week had to do, um, with, you know, I mentioned the, the mystical creatures that come around Christmas time. Um, so our elf on the shelf, his name is Bernard. Oh, lost a two the night that I was going to bring out Bernard. And this is so bad. Colby and I fell asleep and completely forgot about the tooth, you know, taking it from under the pillow. Yeah. So we like had to turn it into this whole story. Like, bud, you know, like Bernard, he usually comes around this time and, you know, him and the tooth fairy might have like a little thing going on where (laughs) the tooth fairy can't be in the house if Bernard is here. So, you know, we might just have to like given a night. And that's probably just what happened last night. You know, they were fighting, like who's going to get to O first. Yeah. Um, Hey, that's a good cover. I like that cover. So he believed it the first night and, (laughs) and then we fell asleep again the next night, you know, we had just gotten done moving and it was, um, around Thanksgiving time. So we were just like burnt, you know, we were done. Um, and the next morning he like looked super bummed and he was like, the tooth fairy didn't come again. And Bernard still isn't here. And, you know, so we're like, man, they must have like some real, real rivalry going on. (laughs) That's so crazy. Like, have you looked like, has your tooth moved at all? Like, you know, maybe she tried taking it out of your room and Bernard caught her. You know, there's so many different possibilities that this could be. So he was going along with it and just, you know, throughout the day constantly like, well, maybe this is what happened. Maybe this is what happened. Like, oh, I felt so bad. Yeah. Uh, So the next morning we had it set up in the kitchen with like Bernard and his sign, like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Oh, I am so sorry that uh, the tooth fairy didn't come the last two nights and that I'm late to see you, but there's not allowed to be two creatures in the house at the same time. And the tooth fairy and I were just battling it out with, you know, who was going to be here. And I wasn't going to give up being in your house, for Christmas, <laughs> but the tooth fairy had to bring you her delivery. Um, and then the we're, we're, book on this. Huh? 
I said, you should write a children's book on this. Very elaborate. He's a big talker. So, you know, we just came up with all these words. Um, So I decided that Bernard was going to turn the tooth fairy into fairy dust. So here's a mason jar with sugar and glitter. And this is the tooth fairy. And oh Bernard, my Bernard gosh. had the sign like, ha ha ha, her and turned her into dust. And then O was like, oh yes, like Bernard is here. But then he was like, wait, the tooth fairy didn't leave me anything though. But what I had done is I had put, so for O, we don't give him like money for the tooth fairy. He's super into fossils and teeth, like uh, shark teeth, dinosaur teeth. So we got him, you know, a new tooth. So our thing is the tooth fairy takes your tooth and gives you a fossilized tooth. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. He's super into it. So Bernard was sitting on it and it was like, wait, but oh, you can't touch Bernard. Like we can't touch him. So he's just there sitting on it. So I was like, I can see it, but I can't get it. What am I gonna- <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. So that that's my fail. Um, and I guess it turns into another slight fail because O realized that this is sugar. And oh. I found out that he's been eating it. So he has been eating the tooth fairy craft glitter. And the sh- yeah, he's been eating the tooth fairy. That's hysterical. Well, my fail isn't as elaborate as that from last week, but it's definitely similar. Yours is definitely takes the cake. Um, there was like three or four nights in a row. Our, our elf on the shelf's name is Snowball. So there was like three or four nights in a row where I just completely forgot about Snowball. Like I just forgot. And I was so good at it the last couple of years, but this year starting out, I was, I don't know what it was, what was wrong with me. But anyways, I would wake up early in the morning before E would wake up and I would just wake up in a panic, like <gasps> Snowball and would like leap out of bed and would do anything I could quickly and fast and quiet so E wouldn't wake up but get it done quickly enough oh my god it was I was bad I'm better at it now but that was definitely my fail was the same thing but not as elaborate with the tooth fairy too I'm so glad that I'm not the only one though having a struggle with Bernard or Snowball like I I don't know why the last few years I've been so motivated to do it and this year I'm just like I have to do Bernard again I think it's the year of 2020 that has to do with it to be honest yeah but I agree I also think O is catching on to it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Do you think E is catching on? I don't think so. He talked about his his elf on the shelf at his bio mom's house is named Buddy. And he talked about how Buddy didn't move one night, but he didn't seem to like really question it or anything. I see. No, O definitely. I mean, for the last, even last year, he had suspicions for it. And this year, I think he's like trying to play like he believes it. I, I honestly have no idea. Maybe he really does believe it more this year, but it's just been so hard because, you know, for the last three years I've done this. And so all my good tricks are done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I can't think of any, any other. I know. And that's, I think I'm, I'm on that same way. I'm feeling, I don't want to say I'm less creative, but I feel like I'm running out of ideas. I'm on Pinterest more than I used to for ideas. Yeah. Um, last night, actually, because I had just hidden Bernard in our drawer where like all of our glassware is. And so last night during dinner, I went to get a cup out and lo and behold, oh, turned around when I had the cabinet open and he was like, oh my gosh, mom, Bernard's there. And I'm like, what do you mean Bernard's there? 
And he's like, I see him. He's on the cups right there. And Colby is dying because that's where we put him when we're, you know, when he's hiding. Yeah. So Colby's laughing. I'm like, shoot, shoot, shoot. He's still up. What do you mean Bernard's there? I don't see him. And he's like, right there, like above that glass, like Bernard is laying on the glass. And I'm like, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I literally don't see him. Oh, it's like, dad, don't you see him? And Colby is just like dying. Oh, I'm laughing because that was just so random what you said. Bernard isn't there. <laughs> so we haven't like tricked this. That, he, that he's the only one seeing him. Oh my God, that's genius. But it's hard. Like it's very hard. Yeah. Especially it's- like after a long day and you just want to relax and you finally got the kid to bed and now you got to do this thing and you're just exhausted and don't have any creative juices flowing. It's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Like the next thing I want to do is make a, um, oh shoot. What are they called? Do you know when you, uh, zip lining? That's what it is. I was oh, trying to yeah. explain zip lining, but I don't even know how you'd explain that. Um, I saw this one where you can have the elf zip line from like a point in your house to the tree or the tree. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And like booby chop it. So I was thinking of doing that and I'm like, wait, with the two dogs, like, something's gonna get messed up here or it's gonna be so much work and O's just gonna be like I know see I have to be careful this year too because I gotta keep snowball up high with Paisley she thinks everything is a toy like she even steals E's clothes out of his laundry baskets like she doesn't chew them up but she just like takes she's weird she takes things so I have to make sure snowball's up high because otherwise she's gonna think it's a toy for her Mm -hmm. and that'll just be bad news bears. (laughs) I don't know what I would do if that ever happened. So I'm running out of ideas in that sense because I have to make sure he's up high and doesn't fall to where Paisley gets him. And that's a whole other thing. How traumatic would that be if he comes out and Paisley is just like shaking him and there's like stuffing everywhere? I know. Well, if that kind of, it's funny you say that because this kind of goes in with my fail for this week. I kind of have like two fails. And one of them is again, with snowball is we are in the process of possibly remodeling our kitchen. So we've had a few guys come out to give us quotes and I had snowball hanging from our fan. Like I tied a little string around him and he's hanging from our fan in our, in our living room. And one of the guys, I don't think knew anything about it and touched him and he's standing there. I was like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't like yelling at this guy, like trying to like, make him feel better, but then tell the guy like, oh, it's magic. You can't do it. You know, like, and he's like freaking out right before school. And I'm like, oh crap. And then he gets on the iPad and he's like Googling how to make him come back to life and something with cinnamon and write a letter. And it was like a whole thing. And I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Meanwhile, the construction guy is just like, what the hell is this about? Like, it's a, It was it's like animal. literally, he wrote a whole letter about, I'm sorry, he touched you and then saw something about putting cinnamon around him. And I'm like, well, he's up in the air. Like I'm not putting cinnamon on my floor. Like, I'm like, he's fine. E, it's fine. Trust me. Like it's only the people inside the house that can't touch snowball. Like if it's outside the house, they may not know. They don't may not have an elf. So they don't know the rules. Like, so I, he's like, oh yeah, maybe. Okay. That makes, okay. That sounds okay. And I think we got past it. (laughs) You diverted it. I diverted it. But my other fail this week too, or not other fail, I guess this is my main fail. That was just like a circumstance. But this past week I was watching, um, our nephew, I'm going to go call him Jay. Um, so Jay came over and we were watching him for a few hours while my brother-in-law and sister-in-law had to get some work done. And 
where we live, our schools are back in person, but only for a couple hours a day and there's different cohorts. So Jay was here when he was physically in school. So then Jay came with me to pick E up and then we come back and they really wanted to play Fortnite together. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Play Fortnite together. And um, E is one of his friends, which is like his cousin on his bio mom's side was on and started a game with Jay and E and some of his friends. Well, all of a sudden Jay is like, they're cussing, like his friends are cussing. And I was like, oh my God, no. And I had like a long day at work. Like, I was still working at this point. Like I was, it's been a crazy day at work. I was over it. I still had a lot of crap I needed to finish. And I was like, well, just mute them then just mute them. Like, so you don't have to hear the cussing. That was like my quick and fast solution that I can think of. And so Jay muted them. He did it because he was in the other room. So he didn't hear that conversation. But then my sister-in-law shows up and then she's hearing the cussing coming from the other room. And then he like, stop cussing, stop cussing. And I was like, oh my God, no. And I was like, shut it off, just shut it off. And I just felt like, I just felt so bad because I was so like still dealing with work on top of like trying to manage this. And then my sister-in-law walks in on it too. And I'm like, I, I failed. I'm sorry. I, I failed. I should have just had them cut it off from the beginning, but I didn't. It happens. They're going to hear those words one way or another. I think it's just like the conversation that you have after like, Hey, those are adult words. And I don't know. Totally. He's smart about it. I know he is. It just, I felt even worse when it has to do with my nephew and sister-in-law involved in it too. So that was my mom fail. Oh man. Uh, I think mine is going to be Bernard again, just how he was. I just left him on the shelf in In the cabinet last night. Yeah. Yeah. That's my fail for this week. What's your win? That's going to haunt me until Christmas time. It probably will. Uh, I don't feel like I have one this week. I think my win is just being better with Snowball. I've I've been on my A game with it. (laughs) Does that count as a win? Yeah, that can. Shoot, now I have to come up with one. Uh, Oh, I have one. So my mom win of the week, it doesn't necessarily have to do with O specifically, but I think um, anyone can relate who has to like help take care of a household. Um, I am super stoked to report that, well, I mean, I guess this totally does have to do with O. He is totally self-sufficient when it comes to folding his laundry. And that makes me so proud and so happy. That is a great mom win. I need to get E on this level. Yeah. So he is, he loves to be helpful. Like that has always been in his nature. Um, but especially with COVID and him distance learning at home, like he's seeing how much work like really goes into like maintaining a household, you know? Um, and since I'm home with him, like he's part of that, he's seeing it, like he's seeing me do laundry. He's seeing me clean up. He's, you know, he's seeing all of it. Um, so even back in like March and April, he would ask like for me to teach him how to fold, fold laundry. <laughs> like crazy Aww. that like a six-year-old at the time wanted to learn how to do that. But yes, like that's just in his nature. Like he's such yeah. a helpful child. Um, so that's just something him and I used had been doing together this whole time. You know, like he brings his laundry to me and then I put it in the washing machine and do all that stuff. And I transfer it in the dryer. And then his job is to get his laundry out of the dryer and put it away and fold it. Um, And yeah, so he, in the last like probably like two weeks has been completely self-sufficient with it. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. And that makes me really happy. You know, I like offer to help him. Yeah. Let me help you. No, it's okay, mom. I got it. Okay. I mean, if I don't have to help you fold your laundry, like that's yeah. 
No, I love that. That's awesome. I, he's the same way. He loves the help too. And at the start of the pandemic, we started doing more chores around the house. Like he's got to clean his own bathroom, make his bed, clean his room, like just more, more things on top of it. So that's awesome that he's self-sufficient in that aspect. I don't have to add that to ease list now too. <laughs> yes. He can add that to his little resume. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> that's cute. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our second episode and I hope you guys keep listening and uh, give us some feedback on our Instagram. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Let us know how we're doing. If we need to change anything, we're new at this. We're learning. Help us out guys. Yeah, we definitely want um, any and all feedback. We welcome it, um, especially for episodes that you want to hear, hear specific things about, you know, what do you want to gain out of listening to us? And um, that's going to be super valuable for us. And then we can curate episodes based on that. Um, yeah, we're really excited. Thank you guys so much for listening again. And we'll see you for episode three. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.